here with Gabe in just a minute. I'm going to play a couple of uh, spots from our sponsors and we'll get this thing kicked off. When they mine an area, they, they put down yellow tape right across that line. And if you walk on the wrong side of that yellow tape, you blow up. <laughs> Strange Tales 1 through 6, I remember it very clearly and uh, that was my first exposure to Kirby. And I wanted to show it to people. Sunsworn Wings of Vengeance is funding now on Indiegogo. Don't miss this action-packed space fantasy adventure sure to rekindle your love for the genre. Get it now on Indiegogo or just go to sunsworn.com. Hey, it's Belle from Liberty Entertainment Distribution. We've got quality indie comics in hand ready to ship to you now. Yes, really. And it gets better. At Liberty, Publishers set their own wholesale pricing, and we don't take any fees, so don't wait. Call or visit me today at ledg.us or call 1-800-525-2091. You know what's up. We out here for everything. Monday Madness at 4 o'clock, Madness First Timers, we got launch parties, countdowns, open draw stream on Sundays, and CromCon every month. You guys know what's up. And of course... Madness Comic Network Special Editions, like right now with this man, Gabe El Daib. How you doing, man? Madness, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, uh, Pops, for having me here. I'm really excited to be here, and I, I think it's really great how enthusiastic and supportive you are of all the different campaigns and just comics in general. You told me you're like a lifelong fan. Now I know you want to interview me, but I just wanted to. I don't know you that well. I saw you in a couple streams. You asked me to come on. You seem like a great guy. How long have you been reading comics? You will interview me. I know. I know I'm taking over the interview yeah, here, but I no, just want to know no, no how long you've been into this. <laughs> um, I was first a mythology nerd. Okay? okay. I had like a third or fourth grade teacher that gave me a box of books at the end of the school year, and there was a book of the Trojan War. Oh. It changed everything. Now I wanted to read everything I could get my hands on that had to do with mythology. So Greek mythology, Roman mythology, Norse mythology, Egyptian mythology. I was okay. I was about 13. I don't know, I guess 13 or so. And we were at the supermarket and I looked over at the spinner rack of comics, which I never paid any attention to. I was above that. I was a mythology nerd. I was above comic books. Right. You know what I'm saying? I look over and there's Thor and the Hulk. Oh. And I was like, wait a minute. That's my dude, Thor. What's he doing on this comic book? Hey, yo, Ma, can I get this? Ma, you're going to ma, you, gonna read it? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. They were like 25 cents or something back then, you know. Right. Um. And there it was. I, I became a instant fan of Marvel and anything Asgardian and Thor. And and it just, you know, blew up from there. Silver Surfer and, oh, we went to space. Oh, my God, here we go. It just blew up. And, I'm you know, I've been an avid reader of pretty much everything. And That's I mean, anything I can get my hands on. Star Wars, Dune, Wheel of Time. Oh. I've read all that stuff. 
Oh, Dune, Dune is just the best. I read the first five novels within the last five years. And I've started the sixth about three times, but I've just been so busy working. I've wanted to just chapter six. house is hard to get into. <laughs> I, you know, I got uh, I, I listened to them at, chapter house. Those those two are kind of a, a hard I'll, I'll jump. You, yeah, you if you're know? out there in the audience and you haven't read Dune, do oh. yourself a favor and get it. I listen to them as audiobooks because I'm drawing and coloring all day, uh, but they're amazing. Roy Dotrice is this amazing English uh, voice actor, and he reads all the Game of Thrones books and he reads some of the Dune books. And, and actually, the first Dune book, the very first one, they had like three or four actors uh, voice act that book, and it's fantastic. So I haven't actually read them. I have uh, audiobooked them, which is basically the same. But uh, they are fantastic. If you guys have not got a hold of Dune, get a hold of it. And you'll see that Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Warhammer, all of it ripped off Dune. Dune is the OG. All of it ripped off Dune. <laughs> Well, I'm, I think I'm Lord of the Dune, Rings like, might have been before Dune, but <laughs> yeah, maybe Dune ripped off something. I haven't heard of it, but oh my god! And and the, and I love Star Wars and Game of Thrones and all those things, but there's literal like like the face dancers in Game of Thrones that can change their face. There's literally face dancers in Dune, and they're called face dancers, and they can change their faces. Yep. So, uh, someone had a question for me in the chat, real quick. Shadowhawk back says, "Gabe, have you made any announcements about what your first CG project will be?" Oh, you guys, I am more. Can I go ahead and uh, address this, Pops, or did you want to get to something else first? Or Ooh, I, just stay. I mean, that's that's part of the ambiance of my show is I let the, the chat ask questions, too, man. I, I like my show to be very interactive. It keeps it more interesting. Well, it, it's fun. I will say, uh, yeah, I've announced some things. And uh, hold on. Uh, today, it's, very, it's, it's great that you asked that today because I just was uh, messaging with Philippe Briones. He's illustrating a book that I'm writing. He's a master illustrator. He started off at Disney. He's from France, and he got into Goblin, which is one of the most prestigious animation schools in the world, except very few students. He was a lead animator at Disney when they made Tarzan, Empress New Groove, Atlantis, Brother Bear, the Goofy movie, late 90s, early 2000s. He's like 23 years old and a lead at Disney. And the best comic book artists are the guys that worked in animation and have that background because they make everything zip and move with that Kirby energy on the page where it's kinetic. And uh, we met doing Aquaman on Rebirth in 2016. He was the fill-in artist for Brad Walker, but he was faster. So we did the majority of the issues. I colored all 24 issues the first year, but Philippe drew a majority of them. Brad Walker only did six. He's a great artist, but he's not particularly known for his speed, Brad Walker. Love the guy, though. Not shit talking him. He's a great, right. nice guy. And, uh, and me and Philippe, we really got tired of doing all these, uh, what I call being a fireman for DC, where it's like every bad deadline, every single problem they can find, they just give it to you because you you show them that you're too reliable. You know what I mean? And me and Philippe would talk privately. Like, I'm so tired of this. I hate this. They're always sticking us with these horrible deadlines. I'm missing holidays. I'm missing weekends. We need to do our own shit. We need to strike out on our own. And it, actually, it was editor Brian Cunningham that kind of talked to me about that and got it rolling in my head because I was complaining to him about it a lot. I was like, these are terrible deadlines, man. This is not fair to us. We're so relaxed. And he said, hey, maybe do your own thing at Image or somewhere. So we've developed a few properties. And then Philippe left DC because he was tired of how he's being treated. I stayed there a few more years and I was jealous watching him leave and go back to France. And he was living in America at the time. Anyway, he comes back and uh, he's taking a hiatus from working for any publishers for like a year. And he's trying to find himself and he's being more spiritual. He told me he spent the last year with God and himself and trying to like really connect to what he's supposed to be doing. He's uh, about 51, 52. He's one of my best friends. I love Philippe. He's a brother to me. And I called him up when I came out and joined Ethan. Yeah, you may have heard how I joined Comicsgate with uh, a thunderous entrance when I just decided to dog trust DC Comics on Ethan's show in October. And uh, I just had enough. I'd have enough. I'd had enough of the bigotry against Christians and conservatives. So anyway, I tell Philippe, hey, remember Ethan, the guy I told you about all the crowdfunding three years ago? Because I'd been talking to Philippe about it for a while. I said, do you want to do that book that we made up? And he said, oh, my God, I'm so glad you called me. It's perfect timing. I've renewed my life. I'm over my burnout, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So we said, we're not going to do those that we made up. We're going to make up a new one. So we start like, do you like martial arts? Do you like Blade Runner? Do you like Indiana Jones? Do you like ghosts? Do you like Haunted House? And we just like, what do you like? What do you like? And uh, we start, okay, we'll do some heroes. It'll be in the future, but it'll also be, he likes, I'm gonna, and I'm going to show you the art in a minute here because I'm sharing my screen if you can get it up there, Pops. Um, 
But uh, we're talking about superpowered heroes and an oppressive, like, governmental city, like uh, the movie They Live, where everyone is super happy, but they're totally oppressed. And there's freedom fighters that live outside of the city. They've escaped, and they're trying to get back in to free the people and stop this horrible uh, mind control, alien stuff, cyborg stuff, controlling people's minds. And But Philippe said, what do the heroes look like? What are their powers? And this was the moment I knew being, like, free and getting away from D.C. and the mainstream. Those just those big you know, cold billion dollar companies. They don't care about art. Philippe said, what kind of powers do they have? What, what are they? And I said, what do you like to draw? And that was a eureka moment. I said, oh my God, this is like being a six-year-old drawing again. We could just draw anything we want. We could write anything we want. And why today is such a great day for this book that we're working on is we, I finished writing, uh, I finished the whole plot. It's a 128 page hardcover. This is going to be a beautiful the book itself is going to be a work of art, let alone when you open it. And um, I finished the plot, and now I'm breaking it down into six, like, 20-page chapters. This is preliminary. Numbers might change. And I've got the first one, uh, 20 pages, pretty much done. And I got the epilogue completely done. So he's starting on art on that. And this here, uh, this stuff here is just some of the concept art that he did. So this isn't, these aren't even comic book pages. These are just sketches that he sends me an email like, what do you think of this look for? Because he loves his, the idea of chimeras, where they're combining humans with animal DNA and stuff and aliens and stuff and, uh, and robots. This is our main hero here, Tobias. Uh, he's the freedom fighter and stuff, and he has a connection to a lot of that old. We'll get into it. It's secrety stuff. But this is Tobias here. He's got some telekinesis powers. And, uh, it's, and you know, and, uh, and, and again, these are just sketches. Philippe is amazing. And again, these are the chimeras, some villains and stuff like that. Half human. You got a bison. You got a gator. You got what looks like a... Nice. Yeah. So uh, he's just... Nice. stuff. But I met, I messaged with him about an hour ago, and he said he designed some characters for our epilogue, which you're going to love. If you love the Goonies or Stand By Me or anything with like a brotherhood of kids, you know, like Stranger Things, the story starts off with... The Sandlot. <laughs> the Sandlot, right. The story starts off with this epilogue with these kids, and it's just, it's so much fun. I was telling Philippe today, I haven't had this much fun. Are there babes in the book? Is your uh, is your monitor working? Who asked that? I want to make sure I get the name right. Oh, it's Corey Barton. Thank you for the question. I mean, yeah. And one of the things I tell uh, Philippe is the women, and he agrees, they got to be beautiful. One of the things that DC they didn't allow in the last few years of woke SJW stuff is any sort of heterosexuality being celebrated. You know, if characters were non-heterosexual, that was great. But if a woman was a little too curvy, we get notes from the editor. We got to fix the drawing. We got to fix the colors. Yeah. And, and, th and that was against the rules. And I found that terrible. Um, you know, it's like women, their their bodies are a work of art. You don't have to be a pervert and make pornography. I won't ever make pornography. My two rules is I won't make like satanic books and I won't make porno. So if you right. want that, you got to go to someone else. I'm not, I'm not making either of those things, but yeah, it's, it's nineties action. But if you love the Goonies and like fun, high adventure like that, that's a uh, oath of blood, oath of bone launching uh president's day weekend. I'm going to start a mailing list in a few weeks here. I need a drink. I've been talking to my throats a little, I need a, I need some water. Sorry. He's just a women that actually look like women. <laughs> right. So that, that's one book. Now you can all see behind me. The great Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's my favorite. I love 90s and 80s action. And subscribe to my channel, guys, because on Wednesday night, me and Shantan Jetty, the author and illustrator of Nosfero, we have a brand new show. We just launched it two days ago called Double Impact. And we just and talked about Rambo. And it was oh. very good. I watched okay. it. Thank you you watched much. it? Okay, guys. It comes with Pop's recommendation. We have so much fun like uh, going back to that time when we were, sorry, teenagers in the 90s watching Steven Seagal and all this and we even uh we even wear headbands in the show to be authentic uh, ninjas and martial artists so it's a it's so much fun you know I think when people see you having fun with the art you're making it's infectious and it comes through so oh, you can get some pins for your Christmas hat though bro yeah I, your pins are rocking there now one more um so and then I'm also doing uh Wraith of God for Aaron Lopresti Yes. Uh, I can show a page of that. Let me show the page of art. What's here, it here. like working with Aaron, man? It's fun. This is the best work of Aaron's career. So I mean, I'm coloring look, this book. Can you look, see it? I watched what happened to him too, right? Okay. 
and and Shelly came to his defense, and I was like, "That's a tough woman. I love that woman. Right. I've been friends with Shelly ever since." <laughs> so well, I just, yeah, you know I what's funny? Him. Aaron really got it in the face when he came over. Yeah. I didn't get attacked much. Now, um, I am six foot four, two hundred ninety pounds of man. And, and most most of the people in this business are little twerp nerds. They they would never say anything to me. These guys, they're a bunch of, bunch of cowards, bunch of cowards. You know, so they are. You know, the, so I gotta the give a, I gotta give just, a shout out to this guy right here because he is the one that designed the Cromcon that that Cromcon logo right there behind me. Okay. This what's up, Lee? He also okay, does so, the Con, he does the Cromcon videos. Very cool. Intro videos. So. Very cool. Um, and then I have one other thing I can show you here. Um, right. I have another book coming. And if you check out my Instagram, and I'm easy to find online because my name is so unique. It's uh, El Taib is Beatles spelled backwards. Um, and it, it, it's a real name. It's not a pen name. It's Arabic. It means servant of God in Arabic. And uh, this is your favorite 1990s Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. This is Beef Law. Two twin brothers. They immigrated from Russia with their family to Hong Kong in the 90s after the, the communists, communism fell and the wall fell in Germany and all that. And uh, their dad promised them a new life out of communist Russia. Everything's going to be great, and it hasn't gone great. So this brother, Max, he doesn't talk to his mom and dad anymore because they failed him. He does underground illegal kickboxing fights and all that. His other brother is also a trained kickboxer, but he stays with mom and dad, helps him with the family shop. The dad feels so bad about failing the family. He's gotten in bad with the mob, borrowing money from old Russian gangsters he knows and the Chinese mafia there in Hong Kong. So now they're attacking his family. And the brother, the, the brother who stayed home, Alexander, he has to come and convince Maximilian that they have to jump kick their way out of this and beat the crap out of all these guys. So this is literally like a Steven Seagal, Sylvester Stallone, Van Damme movie. Uh, this is my passion for that. This is my love letter to those movies. So that's page one, Inks there. He's in a warehouse fighting, you know, an illegal fight. And then right here is a page two, three spread that I'm going to be inking some more uh, Saturday and Monday. Today I'm working for Aaron LaPresse. But that page you see on the screen right there, it's right here in my hands. And you can see some of it is actually black already because I'm starting the inks. So, yeah, uh, the green screen is killing it. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm inking that tomorrow and uh, some Monday. It's a big two page out. So if you love the Street Fighter video games, if you love Van Damme and all that, Steven Seagal and Stallone and all that just macho action. Oh, and one thing, since it's not for DC or anyone, I'm allowed to draw uh, the easy in the underground fight. Where else? His girlfriend has nice big boobs. It's not a girl <laughs> or anything like that. But I'm not going to get an email from an editor telling me to cut it back or anything like that. You're going to get guys getting a flying knee in the face. Uh, bleeding out on the ground. I mean, it's just this is this is really fun here. So uh, I'm having a blast, you know. Yeah, please, everybody, share this out everywhere, man. I want everybody to get. I want everybody to get a good listen on the Gabe story if you haven't heard it already. Um, a true representative of truth, justice, in the American way. That's right. Dude. Yeah, um, yeah. It's <laughs> we were kind of like touching on each other's journey in the backstage before we started to how we got here. And um, I kind of told you, I started on Facebook, you know, right? And, and I just watched, I just watched things. And, it, you know, I was told who I was allowed to hang out with and who, who was going to be bad for my image. And, you know, I'm an old rebel. If you tell me no, I can't, I'm probably going to be the first guy in line to go check it out. You're my kind of guy, Pops. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They said, no, Comic Skate is bad. Well, no, I, mean, I, read the wiki, I, I read the wiki and I went, yeah, but anybody can mess up a wiki. Right. You know, I mean, it just depends on who's got the keys to that. I need to go talk to the, I need to go get in these chats, talk to these people, get to know them. And it started with Simon, uh, Simon Potier. He was on uh, Indie Bolt. He was on their show, and that's how I met him, and that was how I got introduced to actual people in CG. Right. And, you, and know, comes, and, you notice in our culture now in the West, anywhere that there's free speech, it's conservative. 
And I'm, I'm not against, uh, you know, liberals and Democrats and all that. The only thing that all of us should be like against is the, that little fraction of people, maybe 1% that are SJW, commie, cancel culture. They want to take away your whole right. life because you right. don't agree with them. Right. Like you can't have your opinion. And I would say to them, how dare you? Who do you think you are? And my buddy, Shant and Jetty, he really nailed it the other night on Double Impact, our show Wednesday night at 7 Pacific. Check me out there. We're going to have a lot of fun there. Um, he said it's the reason they want to lower the standards. They want to make ugly art. They want to tell women, oh, it's okay to weigh 5,000 pounds. They want to tell men, it's okay to be weak and never accomplish anything. Aggression is wrong. Bullshit. Aggression got everything done in our culture. The reason they want to lower the standards, here's why they want to lower the standards. The, those, And it's the editors, because the editors at Marvel and DC, they're failed writers. They're losers and they're losers because they chose to quit because they could be good writers, but they chose mm -hmm. to quit on their dream and they hate seeing other people live their dreams. That's what it is. Shanth nailed it the other Shanth nailed it the other night when he said yeah. that. They want to pull people down. They see you winning. They see you having success. They see you being beautiful. They see you making money. They see you being happy. They see you making gorgeous art and they want to make it ugly because how dare something exists for someone else other than me, the secret king of the world. They're complete psychotic <laughs> narcissists. But it's not many of them. We say the left, but no. Most Democrats, left-wing people I know are very normal, loving, down-to-earth people. Yeah. Yeah. But these, these, it's a fraction of people that are troublemakers. You know? So CG is just a reaction to that. It's like, no, you're not my God. You're not my dad. You're not my mom. You're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to tell me what to think. And if you want to make dog shit comics and say that America and its exceptionalism don't matter to Superman, then fucking do it without me. Because you're losing me. I'm not losing you. Okay. And, see, and, and I'll and never, I will never back down from that. Okay. And that, that was what got my attention right away. I mean, I've seen you come right. I seen you come out right away. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I caught it a week later. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was, I was on scene that day going, Oh my God. Right. You know, it was like, yeah. yes, finally, somebody's actually standing up and saying what everybody's thinking. Well, you know, it's, I, I mean, they're, they're so racist in Hollywood, these companies. I was able to hide my uh, thoughts and politics and all that. I mean, they knew I was Christian, but uh, oh, how dare I vote for Trump or whatever. All I had to do to these racists was write my name in Arabic on all my social media. I wrote my name in English, then I wrote it in Arabic because I knew they would racistly say, oh, he's Arab, so he's liberal like us and hates America and hates Trump and all that. <laughs> Guys, I don't even speak Arabic or read it. I looked up how to write my name in Arabic. <laughs> I've never been to that. I've never been to my dad's country because the socialist dictator has my dad on a death list, and we know that my dad says it's dangerous. So people don't um, realize how people do not realize how fucked up those cultures are or can be to their own people. You know, right? it's like man. Yeah, and it's a the, the culture beautiful, family oriented. The government completely right. corrupt, well, horrific. I mean, murdering me, you know what like I mean? the, when you miss the church and state just like they try to avoid here right when you mess right. the two you have a problem when sins become laws and laws become sins you kind of run into a problem because now um men of god are making law right right and then you have a problem you know right. and but one thing i don't get about how that the far left and even the far right, look, you guys, when censorship begins, the first people they silence are the people with a free spirit and a free mind, artists, right. creative people. You're the first ones they squash, okay? So you got to stand against censorship in all and any form. Right, right. Like, like I think that uh, that quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, I think he's a dumbass for taking a knee on the flag and this and that, but I think it's even worse. And I know I'm a huge NFL fan and I know, I know NFL teams secretly got together and talked and said, don't hire this bastard. He's taking a knee on the flag. And I think him kneeling on the flag is so disrespectful, but freedom of speech, I believe in it. And I don't think that guy should lose his job for kneeling. I think he should lose his job for throwing interceptions if he sucks at football. But if he hates America and he's good at football, fine. Hate America. But you can't cancel people for their politics. I'm sorry, you can't. You got to have principle. If I don't want to be canceled for mine, then I can't cancel Kaepernick. 
And I guess I'm just more of a man than the people at DC and Marvel. I mean, I know I am. I don't guess I am. So. It's, it's like I said, it's just crazy, man. Censorship is the worst thing that can happen to a free society. And like you said, it starts with, you know, it starts with the people that are willing to stand up like yourself, like well, myself, you well, know, I, they're, we're the first ones. They're going to want to shut up, you know, well, they're, not, they're never shutting me up. Oh, me they, neither, tried, man. they tried and I'll just uh, thank them for making me a future millionaire. So thanks a lot. So. Well, I, I'll just say this is neither my first Facebook nor Twitter account. <laughs> I have gotten the perma ban more than once. And I will fight to the end. I also back up everything I do on Rumble just in case YouTube tries to give me the boot. I back Whatever. everything up on Rumble immediately. You know, yeah, they can't stop. You know, the thing about this idiotic diversity push, uh, where you got, you know, these writers like Tom Taylor and all this, and they, they do every group and all the every group they can think of, and they don't do it because they care about anyone. They don't. These liberal saviors that want to save people like me. It's so they're doing it for their own self-aggrandizement. Again, they're narcissists and they want to be able to say, oh, I'm half Mexican, basically, and half Libyan. So Arab and Mexican. And they want to talk. A guy like Tom Taylor wants to be able to tell his other liberal educated friends. I saved the Mexican Libyan guy. I saved that gay woman. I saved this person in a wheelchair. It's like you're not a hero for caring about people that need help, dude. That's like basic human decency. They do it for their own ego and it's completely insincere. It's total self-aggrandizement. And, and further, the, and if you see me as different because of like genetics or race, you're stupid. The only real diversity we have is our minds and then yes. the actions we take based on our beliefs and personalities. So I would challenge them at Disney, Marvel, DC, all those places. What kind of diversity of thought do you have? Because what I see is a bunch of SJWs that are bullying everyone else to go along with their stupid narrative. I don't see one book that says feminism sucks and Batman's going to fight against it. I don't see that book. Oh, Where's the dude. book that says communism is trash? You know what I mean? You have plenty of stuff saying capitalism. It, it's funny, a billion dollar company and comic book artists, some of them well-paid, most of them not. Um, they're sitting there speaking against capitalism. And I'm like, you work for one of the biggest companies in the history of the world. You're a capitalist. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> you're trying to be anti-capitalist and you work for yeah. Warner Brothers. You don't understand? It's like, it's totally silly. So it, it is, but I'll, I'll rant if you let me. I'll, I'll let you take oh, over again because I'm just talking dude. too much. <laughs> no, that's totally okay because I was looking for something I wanted to show you. See, because I've kind of been here. I've been here. Is that you? That's me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, sorry. I, uh, I made the mistake of declaring myself Comicsgate, you know, about, I don't know, six, five, six months ago. And I was instantly attacked by about four people. And about 25 people left my Facebook group. Hey, you nothing, know? nothing of value was lost. Well, yeah, I mean, just like you were saying, okay, we got the far left. Something they agree with. Yeah, you got the far lefts and the far rights. And I've rode right. the middle for a long time, right? right? I didn't tell everybody, hey, I'm Comicsgate and you can't be on my show anymore unless you're Comicsgate. I didn't tell everybody, hey, I'm Comicsgate now. And if you're not in Comicsgate, get out of my group. I didn't, none of that. Right. Okay. I promote indie comics. All right. If you're cool to me and you're cool to my people, I got you i will tell the world about you i'll i'll extend my re reach as far as i can for you if you're an asshole i'll forget you exist right <laughs> okay so the extremes on both sides are obviously the ones that came at me stupid you know there was a couple people in comics gate that came at me stupid i just forgot about them there's a lot of people that came at me stupid from the other side though yeah like like a lot of people that came at me stupid from the other side. I was just like, yeah, whatever, left behind. It's my favorite thing to do is leave me behind. They just don't get no play anymore. Yeah. Okay, they they come at me stupid. They try to cancel me. Okay, I'm canceled for you. I can't promote you anymore. You've canceled me. How does that feel? <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
it didn't stop me from doing my show. It didn't stop. I, I consider them all speed bumps, Gabe. I ain't lying. They're yeah, speed that's bumps. how that's how I look at you it. Know? Like I, I worked for DC Comics for 14 years. I worked as a professional artist for like 22 years now or something like that. And um, working for DC Comics, even though I've only been away for two months, it feels like another lifetime. I feel so alive, so light, so happy every day. When you work for a freelance, uh, freelance for Marvel and DC, they don't pay you very much. You never get a raise. I had the same page rate from 2011 to when I quit. You wow. don't get raises. I mean, kids at McDonald's get raises every year. And um, I know people for sure at DC that have the same rate from 1996 until now. They're wow. so stingy and cheap. And they get you because they know that you want to work there so bad that you'll put up with a lot of shit. Well, they mess with the wrong guy. I, I love that I gave them such a bloody nose when I did that on Ethan's show because they were trying to celebrate their stupid DC fandom and Jim Lee was giving this retarded press release about, oh, we're getting rid of the American way and saying a better world. Like, dude, your parents emigrated here from South Korea. This country gave you what you have, dude. My dad immigrated here. This country gave me what I have. The fuck and this kills me about it because Clark Kent had small town American values. Right. He right. was raised with those values. How can you go out there and act like holding up a sign is not my Superman? Right, right, right. right. I, I, man, when you left, I was like, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah. No, I, I think this, I, I wrote. Check out my channel, everyone watching. Um, I have a video I did said what I told DC and yes. I literally, I was friends with Jimmy. I'd still be friends with him if he would be cool with me or whatever. Maybe he doesn't care that I'm mad, but I have his phone number because he's the one that personally hired me and I texted him and you can watch the video, what I told DC and I read the text that I sent to him. And, you know, at, at, I told him that what makes Superman a hero is not his heat vision or his freeze breath or his super speed or strength or whatever. So what makes him a hero is his kindness and his generosity and his restraint. He's so strong, he can rule the world and no one can stop him. And I said, and do you know where he got his heart from? His parents from Kansas. That's Small American culture. Yes. So you can get rid of the American way. You can get rid of all the- Can his you imagine American if he'd situation. landed in Russia? Well, they did that comic, Superman Red Sox. Yeah, you see what I'm right. saying? If he'd landed, okay, if he'd landed in uh, South Africa, He'd be yeah. a different guy. If he'd landed in England, he'd be a different guy. It doesn't yeah. matter where, wherever that thing landed, that's what creates, that's what culture is. He's going to come out. He came out as a hero. Look, they forgot what a hero is, bro. Yeah. No, it's disgusting. It, it's, that, you know, for people that claim to love this stuff, they should be ashamed of themselves. They really should. It's disgusting. So we got like the chat is just going off. I want to highlight a few of these real quick. Okay, go for it, man. And Andy says we're all pink inside and taste like chicken when it's all said and done. How do you know what we taste like? I'm calling the cops. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of scary, Andy. That is kind of scary. All right. Mighty Geek says Gabe can now do what Xenoscope comics do, create sexy women with actual boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not some perv that's going to draw giant nasty comments right. i want kids i want teenagers to read my books so they're not dirty i'm just right. saying the the level of like restriction at dc and all that on any female beauty and and i don't mean nastiness i mean real true beauty right they just right. didn't want it they didn't want to see it they wanted it out of there it was disgusting Corey says i think communism is pretty bad for feminism yeah yeah <laughs> all right um let's see we got a uh, trash can conductor dropping my merch logo or my <laughs> merch link. Appreciate that, man. Corey says, I'm still waiting for some SJW to try and attack me. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet. I, I told Corey in the chat, I said, you'll get there. Yeah, well, that's also because you got a brother. You guys can tag team on people. They're, they're scared when you got backup. See, yeah. that's where Comics Gate gets his hate from. Look. Um, I look at, I don't call it a community. It's a family. And we don't all sure. love all our cousins. Okay, we don't all get along with everybody in our family, but somebody comes up against your family, your whole family stands together, right? Right, yeah, that's what comics gay is. You come at one of us, you end up getting a half a dozen come back at you. Don't hate on comics gay, comics gay can care less what you're doing, right? Just leave us alone to do what we want to do, and we won't bother any of you at all, right? 
Yeah, I'm never going to tell the fans they're an idiot for whatever politics. Like, vote for Bernie. I, whatever. It's free country, dude. I don't care. You know? Like, you had to bring whatever. up Bernie, didn't you? Yeah. You, you just Maybe had to Bernie's bring your up guy. Bernie. Pops, if Bernie is your guy, I don't care. You're a nice no, man. No, no, no. He, he's not my guy, but he has been um, he has been crumbed. What? He, oh, <laughs> he has been crumbed. Okay, you know, I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with our guy, but that's crumb. He's an internet troll. He's our mascot. Oh, that's comics-related madness. Max mascot. See, right. And uh, he's in everything. He's you know he's everywhere. Okay, I get it now. I was I saw that face <laughs> a little bit in the intro, and I see it up in the theming on the top right corner, that little icon. I was like, oh, disgusting. Who is this guy? Thing? <laughs> he's, he's everywhere, man. Okay, he's an crumb. internet troll. Um, we've had like you know a couple dozen different people draw him. We have you know, so he's like we're we're probably going to be doing something with him here real soon in 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 the industry. Watch out! Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like everybody in the chat. There's so much going on. Let's see. Um, I like Gabe. He talks to the chat as we talk. Thanks for that. Much respect. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been answering you know. them as we go. I've been talking to you and then talking to them. So I've, I always try to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I say, that's the way my show is. I like to interact with the audience. I wish I could show every single um, comment, but, you, you know, eventually you run out of time to do all that. Uh, what do you mean you're not sure oh. about the hat? This is a hat club, man. Hat club. <laughs> Look. Uh. They called it a hate group, and I was like, okay, if you drop one letter. It's a hat group. It's a hat group, but I like hat club better. It sounded better for the hashtag. So oh, I, I like to know. wear this on. I like to wear this on Comic Cake Kings on Mondays. This is one of my favorite hats. I designed this one myself. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Anti-socialist club. No. Anti-socialist social club. <laughs> what you got What you got to know, Pops, about that logo it's like a skateboard brand or something for really young people. And it says anti-social social club. Right, so I just right. added the ist to it, but I've seen yeah. kids wearing a lot of t-shirts to say that on it. So we're, 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 we're working on something up over here. We got, we're, we're working on some, some kind of merch action, you know, oh, cool. we're, we're working on it, but I, I can't wear that one. Cause they didn't, they didn't quite get it right. <laughs> we're waiting for a new one, but you know, um, it's all good. We got a, you know what I usually wear. I usually wear my hat hat, you know, because it's a hat club, right? I'm yeah. I'm usually wearing this one, bro. Oh, cool. You know, oh, that looks like an adventurer's hat. Yeah, that's 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 the pops hat everybody is used to. But it's Christmas, and I'm in the spirit, man. I'm feeling it this year, you know. So let's see what else we got. Uh, um. Yes, it's nice. Nice that Gabe does monitor the chat. We got Mike. Mike Walters, have a good show tonight, bro. He's got a show going on over there too. Y'all cool. go check that out. Let's see. Um, I think maybe a colorful jacket would fix that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. To think that Comics Gate started as a consumer revolt, then professional artists decided to give the consumer what they wanted. <laughs> And we you know, reward them for I, it. I, I want to tell you a quick story about um, dealing with fans. I called a fan on the phone yesterday and coached him up for half an hour on how to become a better artist and what to do. Um, I've taken a lot of people under my wing. I have a table at the San Diego Comic-Con. I live in San Diego, um, and it's so wonderful here because the coldest it's going to get all year is like 63 in the winter. And in the summer, it's only going to be, you know, 75 around my house. So I love I love San Diego. Oh my God, it's so great here. But I, so San Diego Comic Con is my show. It's my home field advantage. I love it. I've had a table there for like 14 years in Artist Alley. I will be there this summer. But kids come up to me and I want your autograph and this and that, and they want to show you your show me their art. And this one boy, I forget his name, but I follow him on Instagram now, and he follows me back. Um, he came to me for like seven, eight years straight since he was a kid, and he's an adult man now. He's he's very young. He's like 20, 21, 22. And he messaged me last year and he said, guess what? And he showed me the credits on The Simpsons and he's animating for The Simpsons now. Nice. And he came back to my booth every year at Comic-Con showing me his art, getting better. And I kept encouraging him, talking to him. And the one thing about CG that's so great is that we can just be friends with the fans. We don't have to be like these horrible people at Marvel and DC that are talking down to the fans. Like, I'm a celebrity 
and you're just a little fan peon. And that never made sense to me that a, a lot of people in our business think they're rock stars. It's like, dude, you're a comic book artist. Would you chill the hell out? Okay. Yeah. You're, not, you're not in the NBA. You're not in some blockbuster movie. You know, you're, you're, you're not Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? You're not John Elway. Like, it's comics. Once you treat these people normally. And I've always just loved to commune with the fans and just treat them like equals because they are equals. They're human beings. So what if I could draw better than you? Does that make me a better person than you? I don't think so. It just means I'm good at drawing. You know, so I think CJ, yeah. I want to thank the fans so much for just being so fun to talk to. I love when I do my streams and I'm getting super chats now, Pops, because my channel finally got monetized and that's like really, really flattering that someone would pay to talk to me. <laughs> you know, that's really neat. So, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, just thank you to the fans. I'm kind of rambling here, but just thank you to the fans. No, that's cool. See, that's, and that's the whole thing. It's like when I started getting to know the people in CG, I was like, man, these guys are having fun. They're not all bitching at each other. They're not all whining, you know, about, oh, this platform sucks or that or whatever. It's like they were just doing their thing. Now, I'm just not saying there's not a few people that have a beef with Kickstarter, and I get that. Okay, a couple of times Kickstarters really dropped the ball, like letting somebody um, duplicate somebody else's campaign. Right. You know, okay, Kickstarters dropped the ball a few times. I, I get that. At the same time, I also get playing to your audience. If that's where your audience is, sell your damn book there. Right. You know, right, right, I mean, yeah. And then yeah, no, uh, I'm not gonna like I said about Colin Kaepernick, the NFL player that got canceled for being anti-American. Yeah. I hate his message. I think he's stupid, but he's free to speak, and I don't have to like it. He doesn't have to right. check with me. I'm not his god. You know what as I mean? As long as he don't disrespect you personally, right? If he comes, yeah, if he comes to me or my family mm -hmm. and tries to attack us, that's different. If he's just talking about the world, hey. He can have a stupid opinion. I'm sure I've had a few stupid opinions in my life. We all do. Oh, I, I, I have a lot of opinions people think are stupid. That doesn't mean I think they're stupid. You know? But, hey, what can you say? Um, yeah, without without fans, you got nothing, right? right? And if you're just out there being an asshole all the time, you end up losing all your fans. Right. You know, okay? Um, I had to learn the hard way. I had to learn the hard way to just quit talking and, and leave some people behind and just let them chat, let them chirp. Let them chirp, you know, and as long as it's not like directly in my face, don't address it, you know. Hey, um, all right, there was a question in the chat I wanted to address. Drawing art asks, do you work digital, Gabe, or on paper? The first page of Beef Law is right here, my martial arts movie comic. That's digital on my iPad, but here's how picky I am. I'm going to print that out light blue and re-ink it by hand because I'm like, this is my first big solo comic by myself that I'm drawing because I colored thousands of things for everybody mostly dc but every company like no i want the real art so i'm gonna be doing layout i do layouts on like typing paper then i go into my ipad and like draw and tighten it up because you can erase so much on the ipad quickly and i print that out and then i trace it with a light box so uh i'm gonna be drawing on real paper the rest of beef law again this is the the page two three spread you can't really see it because the green screen is eating through the oh, drawings. We, we we get an idea what you got there. But uh oh, you know what I could do? I could fix that. Give me one second. I'll turn off my green screen. Virtual background, none. Okay, so now you'll be able to see it. Right. So this is drawn in blue pencil. And the reason I'm drawing in blue pencil is so that I don't have to erase after I ink it, because the computer, if you scan in grayscale, it won't pick up the uh blue, so it'll just look like black and white. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the whole thing in uh, real traditional media. Even this page you see here will be redrawn in because I want the whole the whole book. You know what I mean? I want it all in real artifacts, real piece of paper you can touch. Well, not only that, but it's nice to have those uh, those extra perks for an extra tier. Oh, we I got an original. Oh. oh no, I don't I don't sell my original art pages. Uh uh. That's for the grandkids. I'm saving that. Right. I will well, see, I do commissions. I, I, I do commissions it. for people, but the pages of my book, they're so personal to me. They're they're like a part of me. I don't want to get rid of them. Oh no. Right. No, no, no. Well, passing no. them on to the family, I get that because everything yeah. I got, you but know. I will make art, I'll make art exactly like that for a commission for sure. I'm doing a commission for a family for uh he said Christmas, but I said the deadline's too tight, so we're gonna do it in January. But it's just a fan on Instagram hit me up. 
And uh, I'm not cheap. I'll tell you that. If you want to hit me up on Instagram, if you want a commission or something, uh, I'll definitely do those. But original pages, I'm not selling those. So cool. that's your answer drawing on. I'm drawing. Uh, um, it's hybrid because I'm going to be doing layouts on the iPad, printing it out, and then tracing my own work. So I'm not tracing someone else's work. I'm just tracing my own layouts and then uh, inking them. So nice. Dude, this is this is great. Um I, I did want to ask you about something I fell on top of today that was kind of icky. Huh. And just just watch. I just wanted to see you cringe real quick. Oh god. Are, are, are you ready? Well, it depends. <laughs> I guess I'll yeah, you know, I just this is Tom Taylor again. And he, if 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 I were a gay woman, which I'm clearly not, I'd be insulted because it's like, dude, you don't really give a shit about us. You don't really think we're underrepresented. You you don't really think we need a voice. You're stepping on our backs to glorify Tom Taylor. It's disgusting. I'm not a white guy. I'm a minority. I'm the first generation son of an immigrant, and I'm a Mexican. And there has been, I mean, do you know what it's like to have my face and last name right after 9-11? I've seen racism. It's ugly. But what I don't need is someone like Tom Taylor stepping on my neck to climb up and lift himself higher. So yeah, it's no. disgusting that he does that because it's pandering. He's not really representing underrepresented groups. He, you know, and and he People said, oh my God, when, when he got rid of, um, when we did the new Superman, he gave that interview about Son of Kal-El how the world doesn't need any more white saviors. And I'm like, what the fuck do you think you are, Tom Taylor? You're white and you're trying to be a savior. You're trying to be a savior, yeah. Like, and, and, and that's so racist and bigoted because the implication there is Tom Taylor's this they white liberal it. genius and all of us brown people and gay people and women, oh, are we smart enough or do we need Tom to save well, us? I mean, like, even us literally all white, white straight people. guys are stupid too. <laughs> Us white straight guys are stupid too. Okay, yeah, it's like you know. Um, I'll, so I'll who's left? This. I'll tell you this about identity politics. I'm half Mexican, half Libyan, but really on the Libyan side, my grandma's Turkish. On the Mexican side, one of my grandparents is a Syrian Jew, and we have Basque, and we have Spaniard, and I'm Native American. And then my dad is a Muslim, devout, prays five times a day. My mom and myself, and my brother, were Christian. So I grew up in a world of all kinds of differences. So when I see people say black people are like this, white people are like that, gay people are like this, it's the stupidest thing in the world to me. I realize because of the way I am, how, di how diverse I am internally, I realize all that stuff is nonsense. There is no such thing as a difference because you're black. It's like, that's not a black guy. That's my friend, John. And he's really into fish yes. and he's a good painter. And it's like, he's a human. And one thing about CG, the fans especially, and the pros, they see past my race, my gender, my sexual identity, whatever. They see my humanity. And at Marvel and DC, they didn't see that. They see, oh, here's a brown guy working for us. And uh, they hired me to write and draw a comic, DC. And I, I took them up on it because of my race. They have a book called Represent, where you write stories about what it's like to be your race. And I totally flipped it on them. And, and the message is completely conservative. And uh, I wrote it and drew it and illustrated color to everything. I'm shocked they published it. it let me get another drink because I'm really talking. Oh, yeah. here. I need, where, need to where, where can where can we get that book? I think you'd have to go on like Comicsology or something like that. But um, basically, in my represent story, it's about getting picked on during the Gulf War in the early '90s at school. Right. But I've always been huge. I'm six four now. I was like six two then, or six feet in sixth grade, and uh, beating up kids. I'm too big to be fighting in school. And my grandpa's lecturing me not to be picking on these kids, calling me racist Arab things, and he tells me. And I'm crying to him that, I don't know, I'm not white, I'm not Mexican, I'm not Arab, I don't know what I am. And he's all, you know what you are? You're our culture. If you follow the ways of being an American and we're Christian and you do our traditions and you live up to your end of the bargain, that's who you are and that's where you belong. And I'm like, DC, let me publish this. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like, it goes completely against their stupid Tom Taylor identity politics. So, yep. Straight so up. I got away with one there. So, yeah. And, uh, but they did hire me because of my race. You know what I mean? I didn't have some huge resume of writing comics, but right. they put the call out. If you're not a white man, you want to write something? I'm like, hell yeah, I'll do it. But I did it sort of out of spite because I think that's wrong. I think it's yeah. wrong for them to hire me instead of a white guy if he has a better resume. But I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take their evil of hiring me on my race because it's evil. It is racist. Said so I'm going to take their evil and use it for good and put a good conservative story that speaks against racial profiling. 
So my story, my grandpa tells me this racism and identity policy is bullshit. That's what he tells me in the story. And somehow the editors just let it go. They didn't correct me and try to change it. So, well, I guess I guess it wouldn't have gone off well for them to ask for you to do it and then to not not have you do it, right? Considering the reason why. My my wife was, uh, my family was so proud of me. I think it was for my birthday because the book came out in July. They went and had a huge print made of uh, the final page of it, or one of the final pages where my grandpa's. Oh, let me get rid of the green screen because it's eating it up. Hold on. Virtual background, none. Okay. My grandpa's talking to me about his past. In the uh, He's selling apples as a kid in the Depression. And he's leading men in World War II in the Pacific. And he's talking to me in the moonlight. And he's at church in Texas in World War II at basic training. He meets my grandma out front of the church. And he's talking about our answers. There's a Native American woman being killed. You see the shadow of a gunman on the ground. She's holding the baby. And he's talking about our past and everyone who came before us. And how they bled and died and gave us everything we have. And that's who you are, is what he's telling me. You're part of that tradition. Who cares, Arab, Mexican, whatever, bullshit, gay, woman, none of that matters. What matters is what you do. Can you live up to our culture? So that was the theme of my thing. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. And the writer thought it was so good. One of the editors thought it was so good. They said this would make an excellent TV show or whatever. So I actually wrote a full television pitch and sent it over to HBO. And Adam Schlagman, he's a friend of mine, he's an old Green Lantern editor. Now he's a television and movie producer for like the Shazam movie, lots of the CW shows. He loved it. And he he sent it in for a pitch. It didn't get picked up for a show or anything because I guess they're just doing properties they already own right now is what he told me. But who knows if that's true. But uh, it's very good. It's very good. And that one's called American Mongrel. And I might do a book of my own on that subject because I do own it. One of the cool. deals when they hired me to write this is I do get to own the intellectual property. So I actually own this one. Nice. So well, I did. I did a little a little powwow with uh, this guy, Trash Can Conductor, last night. We had a little a little powwow, and we came up with a couple of things that 2022 is going to be a good year for the madness, too, y'all. Yeah, it we're, is. We're gonna, we're gonna blow it up all around the place, right? Um, and yeah, I mean this this is it. This is what we all are, and that's that's what everybody forgets. It's like there is no uh, right. I'm just, I'm just like you. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're black. Yeah, I don't care. You're like, it doesn't matter if you're a woman. I do not care. It doesn't mean anything to me. Um, and I mean that in a good way. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean so, it in a Richie Gervais way. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care uh, what you do. I don't care. No, I mean, I've always been that. You know, I mean, I didn't come into this like trying to I didn't even know there were sides when I started doing this, man. <laughs> it wasn't. This this SJW weird culture, it, it started bubbling up like 2011, 12. Very small, very slight. To me, the uh, what was that? Uh, the shot heard around the world in the Revolutionary War where the right. British killed the citizens. Right. Um, the, the shot heard around the world in the SJW comic war is when the SJWs got Raphael Albuquerque's Batgirl cover taken down. This is 2015. Joker <coughs> Joker has a gun to her head and she's crying. And they said, right. oh, this is glorifying assault on women or something. It's like, guys, comic books are violent and the heroes are constantly in danger. You got to have you got to have evil to have heroes. Right. They're <laughs> only as heroic. They're only as heroic as the evil they smash. You know, now so, they hold up signs. Right. See, see this. I mean, that was look. That for me, it was completely the final straw when I seen that Superman holding up the the save the climate sign. Right. And I was and, like, and, okay. And it's such a shame. Oh, you want to share my screen again? I found it. Okay. Um, it's such a shame to have a master artist like John yeah. Timms drawing Superman boy. Uh, helping illegal aliens cross the border and beat up the border patrol, marching against climate change. And I'm like, Tom Taylor, you couldn't write an interesting grocery list, dude. You're such a bad writer. If there's a horrible government oppressing people and they need to be migrants, why doesn't Superman fly to that country, destroy the evil government, and let the people enjoy their world, their culture, their mountains, their beach, everything they love, everything they're connected to for centuries? Idiot. Mm -hmm. Idiot. You'd like, you ugh. It's like that's he's marching with the sign, and John Timms is one of the best illustrators I've ever worked with, one of the nicest men I've ever worked with, great family man. And you have him drawing kids marching for climate change, 
just literal stupidity, literal stupidity. So whatever. And, and Corey, I, I didn't mean I don't care about that part of it. I mean, I don't care about who has who has who in their bedroom and who I don't care who my heroes are boffing do. That's never been part of my comic experience until recently when all of a sudden all of them have to have a sexual identity and, a, you know, a, a, a background about who they're doing and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I would, I would say this about here. that. I would say this. Gay people, transsexual people, all whatever, queer, whatever you want to call it. They're real. They're, they exist. They're God's children. They're beautiful. They, they matter just as much as I do. And they deserve to have stories written about them. But if you had one scintilla of talent, you could create new characters that were compelling and would yeah. sell books and everyone would yeah. like them. Because you wouldn't yeah. just say, he's gay, 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 gay. You would say, he's human. He's yeah. human and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And, and you that would, get would be his backstory. His origin would include that. That's who he was created, right. who the character right. was created to be. It wasn't like you just took some hundred years of, or whatever of, of 80 years of history and went, eh, screw it. Right. You know, it's like, there just ain't no, there ain't no reason for that. You no. know? Yeah. Well, um, it's just, again, it's, it's people like Tom Taylor pandering so they can glorify their own ego that look, everyone, I saved gay people by writing a comic. I saved yeah. black people. I saved Mexicans. Like get the hell out of here. Just get out See, of here. And that's I, and to me, that's just like you said. That's it's just pandering. It's and racist. The problem it's racist is, against me. When you tell me you have to say me because I'm not white like you, you're being racist against me, Tom. Yeah, and, and the thing they really don't get is that they're pandering to people who don't buy freaking comic books anyway. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? If they bought the books, the sales wouldn't be affected, right? Right. If, right. if you if your sales, if you're marketing technique was working then all them books would be selling they'd be off the shelf right. you'd be doing second prints and third prints and fourth prints like you used to right well it's been a lot of fun talking to you pops but i i'm looking at the clock and i gotta go but i want to leave the yeah. fans with one thing about this the superman series that just you know i left because you want to get rid of the American way, then fine. I'm part of the deal then. You're getting rid of me too because I'm not putting up right. with that. Um, the original writer for that series was supposed to be Daniel Warren Johnson. He's so good at adventure and action. He's the one that did, uh, I believe he did that Murder Falcon or whatever for Robert Kirkman. And I think he's doing like Beta Ray Bill right now. And it's just like rock and roll action and explosions. And uh, I remember John Timms telling me that's who the writer was, Daniel Warren Johnson. And then somehow, like, because me and John Timms, the artist, we got the job on Superman before the writer was hired. They said, we're taking you guys off Young Justice, we're putting you on Superman, and we're going to get a writer, and we don't know who it is yet. And I thought it was Daniel Warren Johnson. I was so excited. And then I heard it was Tom Taylor, and you know the rest. So All right, so I got something for Corey, because Corey just dropped that. Uh, if Superman wanted to save the world, he would have got rid of all the nukes. Corey, they tried that once. <laughs> they tried that once, bro. Go read yeah. the story, and it's you'll a see why he movie. had to. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know they tried it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love when I just happen to have the comic handy that I'm thinking about when somebody brings something up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, would would it be crazy for me to ask everyone that's seeing this to please sub to my channel? Yeah, uh, please uh, make sure you're sub to Pops. Like my videos, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram. You can always DM me. My DMs are open. I'm, I'm not afraid of SJWs and they don't even bother with me. But if you want to ask me a question, I'm on Facebook and everywhere. It's just my name because I have such a unique name. So uh, I had a lot of fun, but it's your show to close, Pop. So I'll let you close it, man. Well, you, just like you're doing, let everybody know where they can find you. You're on Insta. You're, yeah, you know, it's you're just my name. It's always my name because I'm not a chicken shit. I use my real name. So. <laughs> Hey, I stand behind what I say. I'm not some well, internet tough I, guy hiding I, behind a fake name. So, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. This Pops Van Zandt is not my name. That's all right. But it is a legit nickname I've had for way longer than I've been involved in doing this. And my real name is in the group. I mean, my real account is in the group. Everybody knows who I am. I'm not okay. hiding. I just this is my stage name for my for my show. You know, very cool. Um, very cool. 
it's a fun but, yeah we have a good time man go subscribe go subscribe to gabe's channel for sure um and look his shows are entertaining y'all i've been watching him ever since i i subscribed myself and it's like there you go there you go we have cool. we have uh three really good ones so far this week uh we had uh my daughter and i she's a stand-up comedian literally she's been doing stand-up yeah. in hollywood and san diego since prom one or the dance yeah yeah it's called dance? father daughter dance we do that yeah. once a week we joke around me and her we have just great timing and chemistry together and then on wednesday nights i do uh double impact with shantan jetty where we talk all about van damme and rambo that is so much fun and yesterday i what Chuck time Dixon is that on. what time is that that's 7 p.m pacific okay. on wednesdays double yeah. impact so that is must there. must see youtube tv whatever and then i had i had chuck dixon on yesterday that was so much fun. I'm gonna have Chuck back all the time. He was amazing. Yeah, I watched that one too. I gotta get Chuck on my show. He's been in the madness for like a year. He's really fun. Oh, and then yeah. one of my very, very, very best comic book friends, Mike Barron. I had him on for the third time since I've been back with comedy. I had him on this morning. We had a great talk about the yeah. Punisher this I watched morning. This that. morning too. <laughs> please sub. Please check him out. Um, I, I just I was honored to be here, Pops. Thank you so much. Hey, anytime, and, uh, man. Anytime you got something to tell us, come on out. You let yeah, me know. You know. Just, Anytime, up on Twitter, whatever you're, you're a good dude. I really appreciate it. And uh, bow. Oh, we bow. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't do know if you know all about. I don't know if you know all about some of the factions yet in Comics Gate, but you got the Crack Pack, right? I don't the know what that is, but I've heard the name. What's it mean? Um, you know how the, everybody has their addiction. Uh huh. These people are addicted to comics and fun. Oh, okay. Crack. It's I thought you were going to say they were addicted to actual crack. I'm like, well, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I can be yeah. friends with crack. But they'll now. talk about smoking crack all the time, and it's <laughs> it comes across that way sometimes. But well, that's totally listen, not it. Okay, if you look up on the screen. I've got the good stuff, baby. <laughs> I got, I got the pure stuff right here. Coming right <laughs> there to the you source. go. See, yeah. you get it. And you, and you want it, I, I got a, it. You know, my, my faction is kind of hat club. Okay. You know. All right. Okay. It's like, and we all cross over each other's boundaries. It's not like. You know, but there are some people in CG that don't like each other, just like every family, just like that's I fine. said, right? you know, um, but hey, they all stand together when they need to. And that's what matters, man. Oh, all hey, you I guys just got rock, some... thanks for watching. Um, thanks for subbing to uh, yeah, thank, you subbing, Corey. thank you, Mighty Geek Studios. Thank you for subbing. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. You guys check his stuff out. It's good. 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 Our first and, job uh, is to entertain. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And welcome to the world of indies. We are very glad you are here, my friend. Total freedom. It's awesome. All right. You have a good night, man. I got some Bye. commercials to play. Cool. Thank you guys for watching so much, man. Thanks for the shares and retweets and all that. That was one of my most favorite shows I've done, man. I had goosebumps most of the time because, yeah, I was fanboying a little bit. All right. I love Gabe's work. I'm... I, I've got a lot of games work. Okay. I didn't tell him all that, but you know, um, good dude, man. You guys follow him, stay in touch with what he's doing. Uh, I got a couple of little, a little couple of hints I want to throw out here for, for, for future stuff. Yo, do you ever wonder who is Big D Wild? And uh, yeah, things could happen. Things could happen. I'm going to have fun in 2022, y'all. You guys have a good night. I'm going to let you get out of here. There's other good stuff to watch tonight. Check it all out. Author Cindy Kep is writing on the edge. Books include Remnant in the Stars, The Loudest Actions, Lines of Succession, Mindstorm, Condemned Courier, the Yerushalon series, and Animal Eye. Find author Cindy Kep at C-K-O-E-P-P dot com today. Don't forget that CromCon casual Christmas CromCon, the 25th. We're going to open presents, 26th. All day open mic. Come out whenever you got time. Say what you got to say and go back to your family. Go, go.
Don't forget, catch that 10% discount on your Gemini mailers. Bolt 10 is your discount code. Compliments of our friends over at Indie Bolt. And hey, it's Belle from Liberty Entertainment Distribution. We've got quality indie comics in hand ready to ship to you now. Yes, really. And it gets better. At Liberty, publishers set their own wholesale pricing. And we don't take any fees, so don't wait. Call or visit me today at ledg.us or call 1-800-525-2091. This was a Madness Comic Special Edition. Thanks again to Gabe El Taib for coming hanging out with us. I got to get him and Mike Barron and Chuck Dixon all out on one panel together. That would be fucking excellent. Who's down? Who's down with that? Talk to me. What's up? In a world ravaged by monsters, a new evil has risen, poisoning the land and threatening humanity. Now, the monster Matador, along with the meanest and baddest kaiju killers, have joined forces to kick its ass. Monster Matador, Afropocalypse. Hi, you know what's up? Monday Madness this week. We got stuff going on. We got, uh, I think we have a countdown next Friday for um, the Great Cyclopean. Uh, Madness Draw Stream on Sunday. Don't forget with the richness. And that's pretty much wide open. Anybody can come out and draw with them and, and hang out with us. Have a good time. You know what's up. It's the madness. Thanks for watching, y'all. Go on with your business. Hey, yo, Pops here. Are you looking to be on Monday Madness? Is Monday no good? Do you need a special edition? Are you looking to be on the first-timer spotlight on for you new guys? Launch parties? Countdowns? CromCon Monthly? We got it all right here at the Madness Comic Network. Providing online promotional services for the indie comic community and proud sponsor of Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit CB4 